0: East Lansing. This is City Pulse on the air. Joining you now, your editor-in-chief of the Lansing City Pulse, Burl Schwartz. Hello, this is arts editor Skylar Ashley filling in for Burl Schwartz. Later in the show, my conversation with traveling mural artist Victor Ving, who will be coming to East Lansing to paint a mural on the south-facing wall of the Roadhouse Pub. First up, though, Local musician Tommy Plural, along with partners Raymond Strife, Jim Graz, and Tim Ho, created their own virtual music venue using Facebook Live streaming. They've since developed their own streaming website, Best Friends Club, which operates independent of Facebook. I talked with Tommy about the changes made to Best Friends Club during the transition and about its next live show this Friday.
1: So yeah, I want to uh, catch up on... So Friends Club, because the last time we talked, the first article I did about it, um, you mentioned how you wanted to break away from Facebook, create your own website, and uh, you managed to do that, and that's yep. <laughs> basically what um, I'm interested in and what I wanted to talk about. Um, okay. Why don't you just start with the formation of the website, getting away from Facebook? How did you
2: pull it off? Yeah. Um, well, um we initially were talking about it um you know seriously in um um i think it was like October when like it, facebook was like started cracking down more on uh people posting uh you know rec- you know um music content and co- and um enforcing certain copyrights, which I have no problem with that you know but um <laughs> uh, we were like oh great, you know we're doing this music, uh, streaming thing. And now it's looking like they might kick us, kick us off the platform. Um, and that's not ultimately what happened, but that got us thinking about, um, seriously pursuing alternatives. Um, so Tim, that's uh Tim Ho from Hanalee, um, one of the other partners in the venture, he, he knew a web developer, um, who built the website for us. And, um, and it's, and, and it's pretty cool. Like it's just really bare bones, um, there's links to the merch and um for the artists that perform and then the screen there and then there's a, a chat uh supported through Discord. Um and uh yeah we we did our, our launch for it on New Year's Eve and um basically uh yeah we didn't really know if it was gonna work and then I don't know it did. <laughs> so um we've we've kept the Facebook uh group going just because that's where uh, a segment of the audience is but um uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot with uh, using independent servers and all that that I didn't know about that now I know.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So the
1: you mentioned the chat is uh, done through Discord. Now, is the actual video streaming? How does that work? Is that um, you know, um, web it, software it, that was developed in-house? How, how does that work uh, out? Yeah, it's...
2: It, yeah it's entirely in house the the actual streaming part and um and we've used you know there's different um streaming interfaces that we've used um um uh bring people on for certain performances because you know we have people streaming from all over the country at these shows um so we've used the uh streamyard uh service uh um for a, a lot of them and then just um stream straight to the website uh using OBS and um, things like that uh, other times. But, yeah, I I claim no credit for any of the web developing, but uh, it it was really cool to kind of see it get built, watch it turn from just a a little spinning wheel on a screen to, like, oh, yeah, we're streaming to our own website, and we're not paying anybody to do it.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you said that it was Tim Ho behind the web development aspect of it.
2: Um, yeah, well, the actual developer is a guy named Hans Garen. That's H-A-N-S-G-A-R-O-N. Um, and he's an a East Coast musician who has a web-developing uh, uh, background. So he, uh, But, yeah, Tim knew him, and he, that was where he entered the the fray. Okay, um, so he's a valuable friend of a friend. Very, very much, yeah. And And one of those people that I've never met him in person, but, you know, I've had... Lots of video chats with and kind of one of the no, another one of those friendships formed out of necessity uh, during the pandemic uh-huh
1: can you um compare the experience of hosting um a live stream concert you know on your own website versus
2: doing it on facebook what what's the immediate difference that you oh uh, well um, well, uh, for, uh, on the more like uh, tech end, like we're actually able to stream in higher quality, so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Um, but um, you know, with with Facebook, you, you get sort of instant gratification. It you know it shows you how many people are viewing, and um, uh, and, and on the website, you know, we're kind of just taking a leap of faith, and um, sometimes we're not sure if anybody watched you know, on the website, but then we'll get, uh, get feedback through, um, through, uh, th- through emails. And then, uh, you know, when, and obviously on the chat, but, um, and, th- and I know people, uh, some people really, really appreciate, you know, not having to, uh, sign up to Facebook to watch the show. Um, so, but, um, yeah, there, there is just kind of a, um, fingers crossed, hope it works <laughs> sort of side to streaming, uh, independently. And, but, yeah, you know, so far it seems to be free. seems to be working.
1: <laughs> Tell me about the um shows that you hosted on the website. Um I guess starting with that New Year's show, what are what are the highlights
2: game? Um well uh we we've uh we've hosted um um uh, Mikey Erg, uh from the the Ergs and various bands, um uh, a few times. he, he uh, played for the New Year's Eve show. Um, and then uh, we had uh, Joe Jack Talcum from uh, the lead singer at Dead Milkmen uh, uh, a couple months ago. That was cool. Uh, last month we had uh, Jonah Matranga, uh, who was in uh, some really great uh, kind of post-hardcore bands in the in the '90s and beyond. So um, so it's been cool to get some of these you know kind of quote unquote bigger names to you know sort of sign on for our shows you know without any of us leaving our houses. Um the, the really cool thing has been uh you know, you know we we ended up it naturally turned into uh, kind of more of a variety show. Like so we're we're hosting um some people's you know music videos that they've made and uh, kinda uh doing quick interviews with the acts before they perform so um you know getting creative and making it more of a seamless viewing experience as opposed to just someone sitting on their couch playing an acoustic guitar. Um although that's still uh, a lot of it, but uh <laughs> we, we we switch it up <laughs> and try to make it more um more just kind of like dynamic and fluid entertainment. Uh so that's been uh that's that's, that's been cool. And then the, highlight, the highlights of it really have just been you know, making uh making and keeping these connections you know, while we're all still largely uh not out in public or certainly not performing in public.
1: Tell me a little bit more about um Joe Jack talcom that's very cool that you' have got them to perform how How did that happen?
2: yeah it was uh, it, it was awesome um well, just you know those the other guys in the project being um competing based on the east coast, they've just kind of naturally um you know some of them have had played shows with dead milkmen, so they um you know were you know, more accessible to them and then yeah and uh Tim just. You know, I was like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to shoot, show Joe an email and, you know, and, you know, he's not doing anything right now either. So, um so that was cool. And, and he, and he like hung out like the whole night, you know, we have like a, um we have like a, a backstage area sort of where we, uh, where we do like the sound check, uh, you know, all, all virtually and, um and, you know, chat with each other to like, you know, make sure that we have the thing set for the, for the, the stream and then he like yeah, he like hung out the whole night and just talked about how you know he and the dead milkman they have have a group zoom chat like every week, and they uh they they record it and uh post it like the highlights on youtube when like something funny happens and um yeah it was it was just super cool, you know he played all kinds of things um and you know is is experiencing all the same things as the rest of us, like just kind of waiting for it to be safe to play live again, so yeah it was that was a a a very memorable night that I lived without leaving my house.
1: (laughs) Now that the uh, CDC has uh, made the announcement that um, vaccinated people aren't going to have to wear their masks at um, outdoor and indoor gatherings, that's kind of a positive sign for the return of the concert. I guess where do you stand right now about the possibility of playing live shows right now what what is your take on that
2: well um i think uh, uh a lot of people are gonna be jumping the gun uh <laughs> i mean i've already seen it um and uh and i i don't think it's it's uh um ethical to return to uh just hosting an indoor concert um you know, with you know at, at the avenue you know <laughs> um right or or wherever right now um so um my ta- my stance is um I'm I'm comfortable uh staging some like uh out- outdoor events. You know, I I think that's uh pretty okay. Um and uh, but you know I I'm not I'm not looking to be part of a big crowd anytime soon. So I'm I'm feeling like uh this is, will be a great summer for all of us to uh, to ha- have some uh, some backyard gatherings with some bands playing and just kind of get back into it slowly. <laughs> I think that's the uh, should be the plan of attack um, so to speak and then you know hopefully things will be a little more settled by the fall and we can look into uh, you know yeah, some return to normalcy. So that's, that's my official stance and anywhere that I have influence I'm pushing that
1: tell me about the show you have planned for next friday mm-hmm. and then why by, by the break why are you taking a break so tell
2: uh, me about the show for well,
1: friday first
2: sure uh so next friday we're we're calling it the best friends club season finale um and uh we have a uh, this really great band that's been active on the east coast for um i don't know 20 five years now probably um called the Crips Keeper Five. Um they um they're gonna play like a full forty five minute set and they're um they're streaming out of a out of a a professional studio environment so they're they're gonna have bigger uh production values than some of the normal streams like you know multiple angles and a uh multi track mix. Uh so we're excited to kinda help facilitate that. Um so they're they're gonna be the featured acts and um I'm gonna also uh share some uh video content that uh my band, the Wild Honey Collective, has been working on. Um that we've you know made an album during the pandemic and still haven't really played a show, so we've been doing video sessions so we have a have a new uh new batch of video content that we're gonna slowly start releasing here. So some of that and then also the other thing is um uh, May 21st, it falls on the 10th anniversary of when the Plurals released our album Futuristive in uh, 2011. We had a big, a big show at Max Bar that was really rowdy, and uh, there's a really great video from it. So I'm gonna post that as the, as kind of like the um, after party thing, which is a um, more poignant now than ever because you know Max Bar is, as we know it, is not. Uh, going to be the same when they when they reopen so uh, a good yeah. cool snapshot of a of a you know of a of a real of a rowdy show <laughs> 10 years ago so i'm looking forward to having people that have the opportunity to watch that um but uh so that's what we have on the on the roster for that show um and uh we just decided that um because we we were constantly tinkering with the format that um as, uh, you know, a lot of people are returning to work now and it's nice out and, um, you know, people are taking trips and all that. So we've been, we've been doing these shows on Friday nights that, um, we're like, okay, we need to kind of, uh, rethink our schedule a little bit, maybe go back to like a a midweek format. But then, but you know, also the reality of it is that me and, uh, Jim and Tim, the other, uh, partners in this project, you know, we've been, um, we haven't really been practicing with our bands for the most part either. And now people are vaccinated and we want to just <laughs> start spending more of our free time, uh, you know, working on, uh, on creative stuff in, in person for the, uh, hopefully an inevitable, uh, return to full concerts. Um, uh, but, um, so but we're planning on, uh, coming back in September, um, then we'll, we're going to be tinkering with the format and figuring out the, the best thing. And, um, and and I think we're gonna we're gonna keep the um the we're definitely gonna keep the, the the group and everything active and um you know as we um as we work on new things, kind of use that as a as a source to um, update uh, people on our on our progress. So yeah, so just a just a pause, but um, same time to do it. Yep, yeah, seems like it. <laughs> seems right. Know, we 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 did the indif- we've been doing it for almost a year now, and we've been, been doing the independent show for our our website. I mean, um, since you know since December now, so I feel uh, I feel accomplished, <laughs> and now I know so much more about how to do this. So we're all kind of thinking that you know there's a good chance that things will be restricted again. Hopefully not, as um, uh, uh, I, know, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> Hopefully not as much <laughs> uh, later. And uh, So it's going to be great to use all of this live streaming knowledge that we've built um, as as it will be needed in the future, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, Tommy, and uh, sure. enjoy your weekend.
0: You're listening to City Pulse on the air. You can learn more about the Best Friends Club by simply searching Best Friends Club on Google and you're sure to find their website and find their schedule of shows. Victor Ving has been on the road with his partner, Lisa Betts, painting murals across the United States. I talked to Ving about his travels and about his plans for an upcoming mural in East Lansing.
1: You guys have been traveling pretty far and wide doing these pretty incredible murals based off of old-timey greetings from postcards. Tell me what was the inspiration behind this tour? What really made the push for you and your partner, Lisa, to hit the road and do these amazing murals? Yeah,
3: so we, we started this project back in 2015. We painted a mural in Chinatown in New York, where we were living at the time, uh unconsciously in this kind of larger postcard style. Uh it was just a good kind of visual vehicle to put a lot of different imagery related to the community uh into like one piece and still be cohesive. Um and it, it was kind of unconscious at the time. You know, obviously it's a very popular iconic image from like the mid century related to like travel, but we've kind of modernize that concept so all of our murals are done with spray paint been on it creating like a interactive like a modern day postcard basically so people when they travel get to you know take a snapshot of it kind of showing i was here and also a sign of like hometown pride for locals as well when we started this we had the idea of just you know more than traveling and just going doing this, like, RV tour just to, like, give back to different communities along the way. So Uh we had a plan of leaving for one year, doing this uh, on a cross-country road trip. And before you knew it, that year (laughs) quickly became six years, actually, as of a few days ago. So you have been on the
1: road since 2015. You've been on tour, so the entire time you've been working, so...
3: These six years yeah. old and in a
1: massive
3: mural tour. <laughs> Basically, with the caveat that last year we had to take a bit of a break due to COVID. Now officially have some some sort of a home base in Pasadena, California. But obviously, as still still doing it though. You know, so but at least we have like a home official mailing address as of last year. So
1: <laughs> you mentioned that initially it was not supposed to be such a massive six-year-long journey what really got it to that point how were you able to stay on the road for so long
3: yeah um you know in the beginning i guess like financially speaking like it was kind of a huge investment on our end to just like do these uh murals in the beginning um but i think you know after doing them and just i guess showing people what you know you know, you could kind of explain and picture it, but it's like at the end of the day when, like, just doing it is, is kind of, uh, in my eyes, like, the best way to, I guess, showcase our work and just to kind of prove that what we're doing work in, in, like, creating, like, these landmarks all over the country. And I think after doing, I guess, our first one on the road in Chicago, it kind of just snowballs there. And, You know, in that first year, we didn't get too many cities actually reaching out to us until towards the end of the year. And then by that time, when we planned to wrap up, then we actually had multiple cities reaching out and and kind of like a plan to keep going now that we finally had some sort of funding to keep this lifestyle going. (laughs) So logistically,
1: how do you pull this off? Where do you stay and uh, what vehicle do you drive? Do you just stay in an RV full time, you use Airbnbs, do you have friends? How do you survive
3: Yeah, we we have like a twenty four foot uh motor home, uh and basically just live this is our home on wheels <laughs> when we're traveling. Uh, we cook in here, we have a shower here, um but obviously when painting it's always helpful to have like an actual like shower. Uh but yeah, I mean that that's where we stay most of the time. Sometimes we get accommodations when we're doing a mural with the city. Like when we're in East Lansing, I think uh the Marriott was kind enough to put us up for a few nights while we're there. How would you describe you know,
1: obviously it's not just you, you have your partner, Lisa. When it comes to the actual creation of the murals or the design concept, what what is your collaboration process like? Can you describe the roles? that the two of you, Phil? Yeah. You know,
3: obviously doing the research, like, for for us, since we, you know, are technically local to nowhere, you know, (laughs) Uh, I mean, we've been to a lot of these places where we paint in the past, so, like, you know, we basically look to the local residents and businesses and whatever community leaders that, like, help organize each of the projects for the ideas and what to paint. Uh, Obviously, like, the shell of the lettering, that's all, like, our design, like, our own fonts and alphabets and all that. Uh, But the imagery inside is is determined by locals in each city where we paint. And that kind of varies from city to city. Like, for example, like, sometimes if there is, like, a grant, uh, a lot of times we have to hit some of these elements that the grant requires. But overall, we kind of determine what we paint. We came up with our own system of, like, including, like, five different categories, and that includes, like, uh, landmarks, famous architecture, memorials, whatnot, uh, an element, a tribute to the history of the city where we're painting. Third one being, like, culture, which could involve anything from, I don't know, like, food or entertainment, I, I don't know, just. You know, I guess culture can go many, many ways. <laughs> oh, something to do with nature, like uh, prior to human civilization, like, I don't know, like when we painted Moab, Utah, like, you know, including something with like national parks and like rock formations. And then lastly, like uh, a collaboration with a local artist as well. Um, mm-hmm. And that could mean local artists physically helping to paint it or them helping us with the design of some of the imagery or us referencing maybe, like, their photographs or, or, you know, whatever that may be. And then a lot of the, fo- the images that we'll be paying Lisa takes the photos, and then we reference those photos, and she also documents the project as a whole.
1: Obviously, I'm calling to talk to you because you're coming
3: to my neck of the woods, mm-hmm. Lansing. How would you
1: get hooked up with the East Lansing okay uh, and have you... Uh, How far along are you in terms of uh, designing it? I I suppose
3: just what what should people expect? So, believe it or not, this project has been in the works probably at this point well over two years. (laughs) We've been working with with the city. Um, A lot of people think like, oh, yeah, we're just going to come in and paint, but we've been going back and forth for a long, long time. Um, I think initially somebody named Teta Hughes reached out because she was a big fan of our project and wanted to get us uh, out there and then just, you know, going through a lot of the red tape to actually make it happen, finding a wall space, securing the funding for it, and then going through, like, a public art committee and deciding what to paint. So, yeah, I mean, it, it took there's a lot, a lot of back-end work <laughs> before even getting to this point. And then, obviously, it's also delayed for several months from due to, you know, our travel plans and COVID and everything.
1: Do you um, have any of the design elements in mind? What sort of inspiration or influence do you think is really going to come through on your East Lansing
3: mural? Do you have any of that sorted out yet, or uh, is that still in the works? Yeah, no, we have the design approved, and uh, obviously that's pretty rough to what we're doing, you know, uh, because it's, like, digital, but... uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely, like, a tribute to, uh, like, Native uh, indigenous culture in there. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what he um, And then, obviously, tribute to MSU being just like a, the Spartan logo. Um the uh, mascots, sorry. Oh, and then there's some, there, there's a lot of tribute back to the art community. So there's, you know, sculptures and, and uh, museum buildings.
1: Um, you mentioned that, you know, one of your tenants, is to collaborate with a local artist. Um, Did you do so for this East Lansing mural? And uh, if so, who did you work with? Yeah, well,
3: we're going to actually work with... So the wall previous to us had, like, a graffiti piece on it. Um, He's, like, a local graffiti artist, so he's going to actually come help. I believe it goes by, like, Sam. Yeah, so he's going to help do the background. But we also have a lot of mutual connections through the, you know, Shriaga graffiti world too. Um, and uh, also there's, I guess, not local specifically East Lansing, but local enough like regionally. Uh, there is also a uh, sign painter you're going to assist us as well uh, from Detroit. Have you um, been to
1: East Lansing before just to hang out?
3: Um, so what what are your thoughts
1: on the town? Yeah, been we've, before? we've probably been
3: through... We've been to so many cities in over six last six years that it, it's kind of. I mean, we've definitely been through there more so like Detroit. I guess is like the coast cool city we spent a lot of time in. But yeah, that's that's kind of Detroit. We've been there, but we haven't. I don't think we've spent like a significant amount of time. Well, thank you very much, Victor, for um, talking to me
1: about the uh, nationwide meal project you're working on. Um, thanks for calling in to uh, City Plus on the air. Appreciate your time.
0: You're listening to City Pulse on the air. This is Skylar Ashley. We're going to cap off the show by switching over to music writer Rich Topeka, who will show us a rare track from Michigan's musical lineage.
4: Hi, City Pulse listeners. The track you're about to hear is from a defunct Lansing band called The People's Temple. From about 2007 to about 2016 or so, This band uh, played its kind of a psychedelic brand of rock and roll all across Lansing, but they toured the entire country as well. And I know that right before they broke up, they were about to tour Europe, but it never happened. So, um, yeah, this band uh, kept busy for while they were here, and they recorded stacks of just uh, weird psychedelic songs. City Pulse, including myself, were supporters of this band, uh, all their albums are great all the singles are great and this track sons of stone um was on the full-length album sons of stone released in 2007 on hozak records so if uh, you dig this psychedelic track uh dig in even deeper and check out the full-length album uh here it is people's temple with sons of stone Thank uh-huh. you.